This is Kevin Herter. This is Melo Trimble. This is Lonnie Bass. This is Scott Van Pelt. This is Stefan Day. This is Chris Knocky. This is Johnny Holiday. This is Walt Williams. This is Mark Turgeon. This is Gary Williams, and you're listening to IMS Radio. It's Tonga by Lois, circling out of the pocket again and sprinting down the sideline. He's got Funk in front of him and a touchdown. He's got 18 points. Four seconds. It would have been good from 65 out. He nailed that football. It was Brad Craddock with the game winner. A 43-yard field goal with 51 seconds to go. And Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. That assist gives him a triple-double for Vasquez. The first in 22 years. To the corner, Vasquez. What's up, bitches? How are you? Jeff I'm good, man. Jeff hasn't realized to turn his video and audio back on. <laughs> Dude, this guy, this guy is so worn out from all that writing about Maryland's kick-ass basketball recruiting and uh, heavy football stuff going into camp. This guy is half asleep, can't figure out how buttons work. It's terrible. It's terrible. I guess he'll be here when he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like that friend you've got. Everybody's got the friend. You're just like, hey, man, 7.30, all right? You're good. And they're like, yeah, 7.30. And you really were just like, actually, I need you there at 8, but I'm going to tell you 7.30 because you're going to be late every time. Right? Well, he just actually just exited the, yeah. the meeting entirely. He was in a meeting, just didn't have his video on. Now he's just gone. So it's you and I tonight, Paul. All right, fuck it, man. Let's do oh, this. He's back. He's back. Damn it. <laughs> We were just going to take over the whole thing, and that fucker shows up. You guys hear me? We can. We were just Man, talking. Zoom is, yeah. I haven't been on Zoom in a minute, and it's just trolling the living shit out of me right now. <laughs> it's cutting off. Yeah, that's that's user error, buddy. Nah. This is what two months off will do to you. You haven't done Almost it in two zero. months. You forget where everything is. Yeah, sweet, sweet summer schedule we came up with this with this year, boys. Schedule, <laughs> aka nothing. <laughs> well, we tried a couple of times, and we had a really big guest, and the big guest flaked on us. But I'm not going to say who it is, Jeff. That's up to you if you want to say. We were going to yeah. go a couple of times. Yeah, Jeff, you want to burn <laughs> that bridge? You can go ahead. Nah, he'll so he'll come on. He's just one of those guys who's like, he's genuine about it, but he just. Gets into his zone and can be hard to wrangle sometimes. It's kind of like Jeff in a we'll Zoom call. All right. Gets in a zone, something goes wrong. Does his name rhyme with Doomer Fisiason? <laughs> rhymes with Mellow Trimble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was you were just going to gonna bust on Boomer for no I reason know, at all. I was just trying to be goofy about it. But yeah, okay. all right, all right. 
So two months since we've done a show. It was May two and a half months. It was May twenty fifth. Oh, we we got frozen, Jeff again. This is going to be a problem the whole. <laughs> We're gonna have to get him on the cell phone before the show. I said, "Why don't you plug directly your into your router?" And he acts like I'm an alien for like knowing how to plug a cable from your router to your yeah, laptop. We're going like, to have to like, you know, be, like, can you send him like an instructional video or something? The funniest part is he's just frozen on the live stream. Exactly like that with his face like that. Well, so like I, I posted the one earlier on Twitter about he was just like, ah, and he was stuck yeah. there like for five minutes. He's gone and he'll come back. Two and a half months since we did our last show is May 25th. May oh, 25th. We're so fucking lazy. And at the time, we we were in our second show since we decided we were going to do a weight loss challenge. <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out? Uh, I'm winning now. You, Yeah, you probably did it. You're the only one of us that would actually do it. You just do uh, it because you, like, you know, give a shit about your appearance and take well, care of yourself. It's not just my appearance. I had a doctor's appointment the day before that, and it Ruh -roh. wasn't great. Right, yeah. So, I have a spreadsheet. Jeff, you're Am back. Well, I'm literally on my phone now. I just threw the phone into the ring light deal. That's yeah. It works, man. We'll take it. Let's roll. We're I, good. Uh, we were talking about the weight loss challenge, Jeff. It's been two and a half months since we did our last show. At that point, you said you, I think you said you were down about 20 pounds. And now, what are you? About 30. All right. I'm, Believe I'm it or winning. not. I'm hmm? winning. I'm winning. Are you really? Let me Good share you, with you. Man. I'm going to share with you my spreadsheet. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. Of course he, of course he has no. a fucking spreadsheet. Of course, yeah. He watched a documentary about Listen. weight loss spreadsheets. <laughs> Listen. This is my starting weight. That is not good. 263 is what I was on May 25th. That's bad. Uh, I set my goal weight to get down to 210 by September 4th. And you know wow. what? It's a big date. I want to lose 53 pounds by then. I have not done that. But, however, I am at 226.4 <clears throat> as of today. Wow. Well done, is, man. What was the method? Uh, a lot of stuff. I, I'm intermittent fasting. I cut, I'm counting calories. I cut carbs. Does that work? I've looked at that. I mean, if for nothing else, it's you're eating less times per day. I only eat between like like sometime around 1 or 2 in the afternoon and then sometime around 6 or 7 at night. And sometimes I'm going up to 20 hours a day without eating. But I am uh, – I combined all that and I, I run in my basement in circles because I don't want people to see me outside. But I'm down 36.6 pounds. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Yeah. You run in your basement in circles. Well, or like a, a distance for 25 minutes and I, I'm doing zone as well. So for two minutes, I'm kind of jogging slowly. And then for 20 wow. seconds, I'm full out sprinting in place as much as I can. If I, if I lose some more weight, long? Uh, 20 second sprint as fast as you can. As That's hard what it's as about, man. People do the jogging thing. Yeah. That's not going to lose. That's not going to do it. You got to go hardcore for a few minutes it's way like a three minute sprint is better than like a 20 minute jog people don't realize that they jog all day and it's like worthless i'm I trying mean, to I, I i can't let this go i i'm trying to imagine 
like Larry doing like a like a P90X obstacle course like in his fucking basement. Like like I can see him just like running uh, running around the fuck chairs and then like yeah, diving over the bar and figuring around those futuristic sex spots. Yeah, kind of. He's got like Andrew's Nerf guns and he's like ducking and shooting and then like moving to the next obstacle. Listen, like I feel like I feel like we need video of this. Listen. Hey, whatever works, man. Forty pounds is no joke. No, that's what I'm saying. We could sell this shit. We could. Yeah, sell, I mean, right. I mean, if you're if you're just like a Joe Blow sitting at home watching, you know, the Maryland Sports Recruiting Podcast on YouTube, thinking, hey, I could lose fucking forty pounds. Yeah, we'll do a before I, and after. One the before, yeah. the after's I, Larry now, and the before is a picture of him like with his shirt <laughs> off, with, like a slice of pizza on his belly. <laughs> Just resting on his belly, sitting on the couch. Hey, we got to sell the Larry France plan. I feel like we can do this. <laughs> like, you've got a basement. You could dive or you might not have the fuck chairs hanging from the ceiling, but you got a basement, you know, with stuff in it. So you could, you know, kind of do the obstacles and run in place. I feel like we, this could work. I thought you guys were going to comment on the ridiculousness of my spreadsheet. Oh, well, of- but that's the thing i mean it's it's somehow <laughs> incredibly ridiculous and yet completely expected so it's like not totally i mean fun. this thing is fucking cool you put in your starting weight your goal weight and then every day you put in your weight and all this other shit auto calculates did you build crazy. this yourself yeah jesus wow. christ the fun the crazy thing is that spreadsheet is just from today <laughs> no, no. It, you actually, you know what? You know what it stems from? That's what he did when he wasn't eating today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had today at lunch, I had chicken and rice soup. I had a half a turkey sandwich. And for dinner, I had an apple. And that's all I've eaten today. So you're down 40, you said? Uh, 36.6 as of today. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know where this stems from? When I used to play poker... U.M. Terp, you know from the message board. Phil, great guy. Phil Rhodes, yeah, great guy. He doesn't pose as much as he used to. Used to tailgate with him at the ACC boards tailgates. When poker was really big on the board and everything, he and I were playing all the time together. And he sent me a spreadsheet that was very similar to this. Um, And I have used that model for every other data collection spreadsheet I have. So none of the formulas, some of the formulas are kind of the same, but they're very different because in poker, you're trying to calculate your return on investment and money per hour and things like that. So it's a little different formulas, but it was very similar. He had different like sets of data and columns and color coded and stuff. So that's where I kind of got the, the format basis for this. But yes, I, I did this whole thing myself. Running in circles in my basement. When I first started, I could barely get through 10 minutes. I could. I was walking and like half jogging like for 10 minutes and I was dead. Well, 260, you so, were Charles Mitchell on a good day. I was, <laughs> I wasn't, it wasn't just fat. I was in bad health too, man. I was, the doctor was not happy. We were getting like, I had bad blood work, everything. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, the, there's nothing worse than like when you walk in the office and the doctor's like, "Look, motherfucker, you need to fix this and this and this because piece of shit." Yeah, like we're all at least at that age <laughs> yeah. where, like, for one reason or another, they've just been like, "Okay, buddy, sit your ass down, and you need to, you need to deal with this stuff." The last thing I'll say about this: there's other things we got to talk about. At two twenty six, that I am now point six is good compared to where I was. 
It's not good for real, though. I need to be about 180, 190 at my 5'9 height. That's when I will actually be. Me too. That's my goal, too. So I, I, I don't, I'm trying not to get too complacent and too happy with where I am because I really need to lose double what I've done. I was in such a bad spot. You know, it'd be Me like too. if the Terps go five and seven this year, okay, it's better, but it ain't great. Not good enough. It ain't yeah, great. That's how I feel like I'm I'm at five and seven right now. I need to get the nine and three or ten and two. That's you gotta you gotta you you get under like two ten. That's like that's like a bowl game. Right? That's that's under that's two, the two ten's like six and six. Yeah, that's like a six and six, like seven and six kind of season. Like you're taking steps. Yes. But I'm very motivated, so I'm good. All right, enough of that. I'm winning. I'm going to just eat and drink for both of you. I am in your... I thought I had a a blowout in my back pocket, to be honest. We have never even decided on stakes for this, did we? No, there were no stakes. I mean, I'm not doing it. I'm just just fucking around and doing what what I want. So, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm your support animal. So, like, you know, if you want, like, a... Stakes are... uh... Are a night out in uh, New York City, and when Maryland goes up there this winter, which leads to the oh, so we're just going right into it, are we? Three right. other announcements before we get to that, because there's another big one before that. September fourth, this is confirmed. We're doing this right. We mm-hmm. just don't know who's going to be exactly with us yet. But September fourth, opening day college football there's the week zero stuff but for maryland opening day for most of college football opening in maryland is hosting west virginia 3 30 on september 4th that day we're doing a live on location show at paul's tailgate so freaking excited about this we're going to live stream it as well and we have some potentially monster guests and we're predicting a kind of crazy day uh, we will announce who they're going to be as they confirm. We have some maybes and probablys right now, but we need to get con- confirmations and then we'll let everybody know. But put that on your calendar. We're going to start around, what did we say, around uh, 1 o'clock. So we'll go to about 2.30, give everybody an hour to get over to the game. So from about 1 to 2.30 that day at Paul's Tailgate, we will make the exact location. I don't know if, Paul, you want to say where that is. Yeah, so – so there's a if I mean obviously if you're listening to this podcast you've been to a Maryland basketball game but we're uh, right in uh, lot nine B um, in that grassy area next to the big steps in uh, leading up to Comcast so um, we don't know exactly where we're going to set up we'll have to see what what uh, what it looks like when we get there but probably in there's kind of like a sidewalk enclosed area between um, lot. UU and lot 9B, that's that's generally where we're going to be. I don't think it's going to be very hard to find us, uh, especially once we get things going. So, Can we get a, like a keg for this? Is that allowed in the... Kegs keg are technically not allowed, but also fuck that shit um, is kind of my... Say, people bring kegs to tailgates. If, if people definitely bring kegs to tailgates, and, yeah. and I think that would be a terrible... Act. Now, d- let me let me just make one thing, one thing straight to save uh, my email chain or text chain for later. I am not hosting any of this. So don't come here thinking that Paul is going to feed you and fill you full of beer and shots because that shit's not happening. All right? I will feed, it's I will, BYOB. I yeah. will fill you full of beer if you show up to this tailgate. So well, there you wow. go. There could be hundreds of people, Jeff. It could be mean, a Paul pretty- knows what's, uh, you know, I'm never in the tailgating lawn. I'm always in the press box getting ready. So I'm kind of a nerd 
with this stuff, but whatever's allowed, we'll do. To make I would, I would, I would say this. You know, you know, get there early, tailgate your spot, and then walk over for the show. Bring a couple beers with you if you don't. If there will obviously be plenty of beer around uh, for stragglers who need some, so I would not be too concerned about that. If you're coming from Lot One or from somewhere else, and your local tailgate isn't down in that same area, I would say that much. That is event number one. Event number two, less confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, is in New York City that Jeff was just alluding to, Maryland plays Florida on December 12th at Barclays Center. That's in Brooklyn. However, the New York City Terps Bar is called the Abbey Tavern. I'm buddies with them, and I think Paul's buddies with a few of them as well. And I go to games with them there at the Abbey Tavern. We are right now in the process of trying to confirm we're going to try and do a live show in New York City the day before on December 11th at the Abbey Tavern. The event would be the Saturday. Right. The event would be the Saturday in Manhattan. Um, The game is on Sunday. We don't know what time yet in Brooklyn. So you're not going to have to try and get across the river, you know, after the event to go to the game. That's not going to be a factor. That's right. going to be an IMS zoo. I might get t-shirts that say, like, my screen name is, we'll have, like, a little marker so they can write their screen name as they come in. Oh, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> I hope that they can do it. They can do it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, what we're trying to do is, do is to do it in conjunction with the New York Terps. I think that's going to happen. I'm good friends with the previous president, this guy, Vinny Patel, really cool dude. He is no longer the president, still involved. A new guy named Austin Walker is the president who is a former player. So I knew that name rung a bell. I couldn't figure out why when you said it. Yeah. So we're trying to work that out. We will make that known for sure when it's confirmed and we will know, let you know who our guests are there. But I have a feeling that could be a little bit like uh, our Austin event. If you went to Austin, (laughs) this is, this is for you. Go to New York. It's going to be, it's going to be good. It's not a huge place, but, um, but it that could be that could be a lot of fun. It will be, it will be lit as the youths as as, as as the children's as the children say. Last thing. All right, we got those two big events. Last oh, we got one. more? One something? more. We're gonna do the big survivor. Like NFL Survivor. We're gonna do it with just Big Ten teams. I'm gonna post it on the board. It's gonna be run through the Maryland.247sports.com message board inside MarylandSports.com, and the winner will get one year free premium membership. So that's I just thought cool. of, and that's a great idea there. I like that, not to tromp all over that. Are you guys going to the Bahamas? We should do a show at that, too, if you guys decide to go. Oh, are you paying? Are, I was just going to say. <laughs> you, I, might, I might see what I can do. <laughs> if you're paying, I'm going. Yeah, you're paying. I'm go, I'll, I'll go you there. You can't talk your wives into a, into a Bahamas trip for Thanksgiving? I guess maybe, yeah, I guess maybe. New York a month after that. It's a little, not even a month. Yeah. It's That'd like be, two, weeks two weeks after that. Yeah. Uh, you guys can't maybe, write it off. I can maybe do both. Jeff. There's a, there's a little bit of an either or there for me probably, but uh, I mean, I've, I've heard worse ideas. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. We got a comment in the chat room from Jerry Higante, who I, you guys know, what's his username? I'm just drawing a blank right now. Um, he's been on the board for like two decades, like the rest of us. And I just can't blank it on his username. But he said that Jeff 
looks younger than Paul and I. Which for me uh, is fine because I am older, but Paul, I am younger than you. <laughs> I know. For that's why I said for me, you are younger than me, but for Paul just disrespectful. Because <laughs> Paul I'm only Paul, than, I'm only what, a year or two older than you? Yeah, something like that. I'm 41. 41? Yeah. What what year? Nineteen eighty? Yep. What month? February. Okay. So about three years. Or excuse me, about two years on the day. Yeah, well, you just don't have any gray. It's the gray that kills you. I mean, I've had gray since I was years, 25. All of a sudden, I'll look up one day, and there's like this huge gray patch that wasn't there the night before. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Just, it's unbelievable. I got I, it. Dude, gray's not going. It's not the gray I'm worried about. It's the thinning. That's yeah. gray can die. Thinning, you can't do shit. Except for you, Rogan, which I, which I am not even going to lie. The Rogan actually kind of works. I'll put that in the front <laughs> Well, we'll sell Rogaine along with your workout program, Larry. Yeah. I mean, let's just still have like a full on men's brand at this point. I, I yeah. Mid- fitness. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, Jerry. Uh, I know you're Nancy's husband, Jerry. I just can't remember your your username on the board. I just can't remember what it is for some reason. He's not telling it to you. He's not posting it. Well, he, he's gonna he's gonna put it on his T-shirt and then he'll wear it and then we'll know. Post post your. I think that'd be funny in, a, in an internet in an ironic internet nerd kind of way to do that. Well, the funny thing is, like that's like in the way that you know our generation when we were coming up on the internet, it was just like, oh, you know, don't talk about your internet friends. Now, like that's all anybody has. Yeah. Like, now it's like, yeah, I met my wife. I met my wife on Grinder. What? Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> you know. My last three girlfriends I met on Tinder, right? You wait, know, Grindr, wait a minute. Did I use the wait, wrong one? Wait, Grinder's the gay one, isn't it? <laughs> All right, cut that part out, Larry. Could, <laughs> could be right for you, Jeff. I'm a freshman here, man. That shows that I'm not on these things. That's, That's proof it. that I'm a good good guy, yeah. good boy. I'm not on these. There's nothing, nothing wrong with any of that. Just Somebody you know, probably has met their wife on Grinder for being honest. Probably yeah. hundreds of people. Well, yeah, yes, yes. Um, but it was still funny that, that was first on your mind. So well done. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Two months of no show means we spent 23 minutes doing banter at the beginning of the show. All right. Yeah, that's our bad. Last no, one's, thing. no one's listening past that. <laughs> Jerry responded. His username is Let's Go to Bentley's. Okay. He's been on a board for 20 years. Very All the various carnations all the way back. All the way back. Good looking okay. out, Jerry. We appreciate yes. your support. <laughs> Disrespectful, man. There are sports to talk about. I know. Actual sports. I'm so excited. No actual games yet, but there has been practice. I'm so goddamn excited about football. Me too. I mean, I just can't even. Part of it, I I think it was just because last year felt so kind of like wrong. Like, you know, we didn't, everything was in limbo and you. You know, you're thinking like, ah, you know, football's awesome, but, you know, I don't want my favorite assistant coach to catch this thing and die, right? Um, But this year feels different. If, you you know, there's going to be, there's going to be crowds back, you know, almost all of the kids are vaccinated and coaches are doing a good job with that. So here's the question. How much of that crowd is going to be wearing red and how much is it going to be wearing gold in three weeks? Three and a half weeks. Well, that's always the thing, right? Fifty, because they're going to come in numbers. I guarantee you that they always do. They always do. I mean, it's. You wonder how much of the Maryland, like, is the excitement there, or is it more of like eighty percent are just? So I'm going to stay home and watch and see if they're really good this year, and then maybe I'll come. 
I would I would say that um, there was a lot higher spring football game uh, attendance this year than we've had in I mean probably a decade. So there there probably is some excitement out there, but there is going to be the issue of you know you know this thing's still out there and and there's a chance that how can I put this delicately? Um, your average West Virginia fan, I don't think is going to give any shits whatsoever about the, the status of the coronavirus or their vaccination status or any other thing. Whereas the average Maryland fan might be a little more inclined to sit one out if they're not super comfortable with the situation or something like that. So I would say there's a fairly decent chance there's going to be a whole lot more gold and blue than red and white or apparently white. I think it's supposed to be a white out for that game. I'm thinking 50. 50-50, right around. 50, I don't have 50. tickets yet. Yeah. Well, okay. that's a problem, Lawrence. I know. I need to get tickets. Uh, because because got, those, su- those suckers are – You guys Because those West Virginia yeah, people are going to suck those things up quick when they go on sale to the public. I don't okay. think they're. I don't think single games are on sale to the public yet. All right. Well, I'll take – Jeff's got two for Yeah, because I'll be in the press box, so I, gotta, I won't need them. So. Okay. Awesome. Is that – in the uh, mixed in with the West Virginia fans? Hmm. No, these are straight from Maryland's Terrapin Club, so they shouldn't be. Okay. Either way. <laughs> What's the matter? You don't want to get beat up? <laughs> you don't I'm, want to, I'm not you don't want to drop any H bombs in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, eh, I don't have that in me anymore. They, I'm not going to care. All right. Go to H. Now, <laughs> dropping the H bombs. Practice underway. Reports. Coming out, we've heard some very good things. I haven't heard very many too negative things, right? I mean, it just started, and they haven't had much availability. So, you know, as they get going, like today, they they opened camp on Friday, and they haven't had anything since then. So, you know, it's not like we've been watching them go, watching them practice. But as the next couple weeks go, then we should hear more. But I've heard I've heard a few good things. I've heard that. You know, I reported this. I guess I'll, you know, go ahead and give this one away. I heard that Reese Udinsky, uh quarterback transfer from VMI, looks really good. You know, we'll see if that turns into a real competition. I mean, he, you feel like it's one of those things where he has to really outplay Talia to win the job just because Talia is the face of the program. I heard he's looking good. I heard Roman Hemby, freshman running back, who was – they really felt like it was one of the biggest steals of the class last year, which is a mouthful because it was a really good class. He looks good. And then the Damian Robinson, the defensive end slash line, outside linebacker, I heard he's been really good too, which is no surprise. I mean, he was a borderline five, <clears throat> excuse me, borderline five-star guy. But, you know, until things really open up more and, and camp opens up and I, you know, talk more to the, to the guys over there, you have to take, take it with a grain of salt on things like that. It's only three and a half weeks until um, almost four four weeks, three and a half. Yeah, it does weeks. seem like camp is a little compressed this year. I don't know so, whether that's a NCAA thing or or what, but um, I mean, usually two weeks in, you've got like a pretty good idea as to kind of what the depth chart's going to look like and where everybody's at. But I mean, I mean, the Udinsky thing is huge news if true. I mean, because we don't sometimes sometimes well, I they think it's true. Yeah, really. He's coming from a really somebody right up in right in the mix. So, I mean, that's it's fascinating that 
he's been able to not only recover from that injury, but get to a point where he's able to compete for the job. I mean, that that right there, if you ask me what my top three concerns are about the Maryland football team this year, it's it's always going to be quarterback. It's not that Talia is not going to be able to get it done, but what happens if he goes down for a game or two or however many a Maryland quarterback generally goes down for? Um, and having Udinsky there, a guy who's at least somewhat proven on on a college level, if not the top college level, you know, gives me a little more hope uh, because otherwise you're getting down into walk-ons and, and some really, really rough stuff. I think he's the real deal. I mean, I think you got a potential NFL guy, two potential NFL guys on the roster first time. That's happened since the 80s easily with all yeah. these guys, whoever the hell overlapped between Frank Reich and Boomer and Neil O'Donnell and all those guys. I think this is the first time you've had two potential NFL quarterbacks there. That's huge. So then if that's, you know, works out that way, then you just worry about the offensive line. I haven't been able to dig in on that yet and see where it's at, but the center and the guard, you know, those are the two spots because there's not many other spots on the roster where there's really uncertainty. You know, they brought back more than almost anybody in the country from last year. So it's just those few spots. Offense seems like it's going to be really potent. They got the offensive line. Eric Harris, the junior college kid, needs to be good at center. And uh, I still don't know. Tight ends. Tight ends now that they didn't have last year. They got, I mean, Chig Okonkwo is back. He's a playmaker. Corey Dykes moved over. He's one of the best athletes on the team. It's going to be fun to watch him. You know, the kid in, in High school was an incredible basketball player. I mean, just his vertical has to be 40 inches plus. So he'll be interesting, you know, watch him, see if he gets some jump balls. Uh, Yeah, tight ends are stacked all of a sudden. Wide receivers are stacked. I think they might have the second best wide receiver core in in the Big Ten behind Ohio State. Running back, I don't know, you know. Running back is wait and see. What's the um? When, you, when you're talking about the offensive line, it, do they expect Harris to come in and really compete at center, or is that going to be Fontaine? Or, I mean, He's starting, isn't he? Yeah, they want him to start. They want Harris to be the starter. If he can't, huh. then you might see Jahari Branch slide over from guard. But from what I heard, Harris is extremely athletic. He just has, and a good uh, worker, he just has to learn the system, basically. But they like him a lot. So if he's the answer, that's huge. You got good tackles. Branch was good enough, I think, at guard last year. And then Mason Lunsford at the other guard has apparently stepped up. Uh, we got to see if that's true in a real Big Ten competition, but they said he looked really good in camp. Right. But if so those things go right, you know, you're pretty good. They still don't have a lot of depth behind them, though. Yeah. Or proven depth, I should say. Yeah. Right. I lost – well, before we get in, I was going to say I lost the spreadsheet where we did our predictions. Um, but before we get into that, what about defense, actually, I just realized before we go to that. Defense seems to be like it might be the better of the two sides, right? A lot of really good talent on that side. Defense is stacked. People yeah. don't really – I mean, you know, the Big Ten, so much of it is about, obviously, the line. And they've got more size and depth on the defensive line than they've had in forever. You know, since those like Sean Merriman kind of years and Randy Starks and all those guys, 
you know, the two JUCO guys from last year, Fanau and Kite, both I'm told that they both really took advantage of their first year in the, in the strength and conditioning program because last year COVID cut that all off when they arrived. So they apparently look better, which is, you know, kind of a mouthful because Fanau is massive. I mean, that yeah, guy's – They were already – Strong dudes. Well, yeah. and they and they were, you know, they were they were really good last year. I mean, Justin, Justin being able to stand up to some of those bigger, stronger offensive linemen. I mean, they, you know, once you once you move from just like being good enough to kind of get in the way to being good enough to taking a double team or being able to penetrate through the middle, that's when yeah. things get get silly. Especially kite. I mean, I think kite is an NFL potential guy, and then Sam Samo is back. For, I think it's sixth year, so that adds a guy who's been around. Uh, and then you've got this recruit, recruiting class with seven defensive linemen, and like five of them are four stars. So those guys That's are going to all play. So you got more Dur- depth. Good. Durkin had a class like that too, and it didn't pan out that great. It was no, that class Gaddies, was terrible. Austin Fontaine. Uh, who else was in that? A whole bunch of defensive linemen. Was uh, Adam McLean in that class too? No, he was, was earlier the Gaddy twins. Gaddy's? Gaddy twins. Gaddy twins. Fontaine and somebody else. There were a couple, uh, couple St. John's guys. Yeah, who, who uh, retired early. Cam Spencer. Cam Spence. Yes. He was a four yeah. star. Cam Spence. He was a four star, retired early, and now is apparently like this really good trainer. I think he might even be a GA at Maryland. But yeah, we did a big story on that class, literally. And tragically, Jordan McNair was also in that class. And literally, the top. Like 15 of the top 16 guys in that class are gone. It's incredible. Uh, if you're online, if you want to really look up, Google like Maryland's disaster class of 2017 or whatever, you'll, you'll see it. It's a full rundown. But uh, no, this class looks legit. I mean, they got a lot of talented guys and a lot of bigger guys. Like Maryland's been undersized since they got to the Big Ten. And these are big dudes, big athletic dudes that they haven't been getting over the years. So you got those veterans up front returning who I mentioned, and then you got this secondary group guys who you only need to find a few who can play. So the the defensive line, I think, is people are, are, you know, might overlook that. And then secondary is loaded with young talent, too. I mean, the linebackers aren't totally proven, but you got guys who look like they're going to be guys. You know, we lost Chance Campbell. That's the big question, obviously. So those linebackers have to prove themselves. They look like they have potential. And then defensive back, you got guys who looked. Really good last year. Tarheep still is a star. He was a freshman All-American. Then you got Nick Cross. You got three other proven defense uh, corners, I should say. The one guy, uh, Jordan Mosley, looked better last year after really struggling back. Like the previous year, he looked like he had no business. He should have been a linebacker. He looks a little he better. He's just always year. been a tweener. I mean, yeah, too small to play linebacker, too big to play safety. But now they've recruited well enough where if he doesn't play well, you got these uh, Osita Smith, a really athletic guy, Bo Braid, and um, who's the kid from Wise? One other kid who didn't really play much last year. So you've got guys, young, talented guys who were like highly recruited. So so it's like the, all this recruiting, you're, you're now seeing them become the guys who are on the depth chart. And so when I looked at the, I've been, you know, I looked at the roster the other day for an article. I was thinking, man, just going down one by one, and it just. Kind of struck me like this is the most talented roster I've seen in Maryland in a while. And someone in the chat room just said, "Sounds like Jeff likes us to win eight games." Six point five. Okay. 
And that's exactly, I, I lost the spreadsheet. I don't know where it is. I can't find it. We went game by game and gave percent chances. You had us at 6.5. Paul had us at 6.3. I had us at 6.1. Believe it or not, it was the lowest. You guys still feeling the same about that? Yeah. 6.5, I mean, Paul? I just, I mean, I want to believe, but I mean, we've how many years have we done this before? We're like, you know, we talk we talk ourselves into thinking, okay, well, this year they're going to be able to get six or, you know, get seven or whatever. And then something inevitably goes wrong. So I, when you just look at them game by game, yeah, you kind of feel like, okay, this is a schedule they can win, you know, seven games, I think, fairly comfortably. But then they have to do it. And I, I, just, I just don't quite believe it yet. It's always it's, that Big Ten schedule that beats you down. They're going to be so oh, they're going to be good this year. And then you think about the schedule. Every year, yeah. that's the downer. I but, would say, though, I would say this, this year, the difference to me is when I look at the depth chart, it's not just the talent that's starting. It's the depth. It feels like the biggest problem for Maryland after having joined the Big Ten is not only the lack of size athletes, but it's the depth. So, you know, your first your first line guys can play. Like they're good enough to play with most of those teams. When you get to the second team, you can't do it. Sure as hell you get to the third team, they really can't do it. And that's the difference between a, you know, five-win team and a seven or eight-win team a lot of times. So, I mean, I feel like the one thing that that Locks has been good at so far is building enough depth where if you lose a guy or two at middle line, basically anywhere but offensive line, you're probably going to be okay, right? Barring the you know the the Maryland curse of of quarterbacks and things like that. Somebody in the chat room come up with that safety from Wise because I'm everything you say. They, I'm sitting there. They suggested Isaiah Hazel. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank there you me. go. That was Ivanhoe Martin. Very good. Who suggested that? I've always thought that thought about Hazel as a wide receiver, even though he's never going to play wide receiver here. One person saying eight wins, another person is saying six wins is a grand slam, meaning the miracle season for Maryland. I don't think six wins. No, is six a, wins is a success. It's not a grand yeah, slam. No, six wins is the baseline. Like they have, if they if they can't get to a bowl game this year, they're going to have more issues recruiting. I think it's yeah, like, you know like, you can only sell the hype for so long without doing it. This is and, the year where that ends. You can't you can't sell the hype. You can't sell the future. You can't recruit four stars very much if you don't get to a bowl game. Yeah. Show if some you goals. call this season a grand slam, it's like nine wins. That's, That's a yes. grand slam. Yes, yes, agreed. That's a walk-off grand slam. Eight's yeah. like a home run. Seven is six. Small. Six or seven is like it's like you can say, yeah. okay, this is the next step for the program. Last year, we had the weird COVID year. We kicked Penn State's ass. We came back against a good Minnesota. That's something. This year, we got to a, a decent bowl game. Next year, you, Johnny Recruit, are going to help us fight for the conference title. You know, yeah. like that's a progression you can sell. But if you don't keep taking that next step up, that stuff's that not going to sell, man. It's, it's going to be really hard to come back from that if that, if that would happen. Yep. And you were talking about the difficulty of the schedule. The last thing I have in football before we do a little bit of basketball is realignment. It's mostly about football. It will affect basketball too. But what about that schedule once realignment happens, if it happens? Jeff, you hearing anything in your back channels? Texas, Oklahoma happened. Everybody thought everything was going to go crazy. Yeah. Nothing's happened. 
been kind of yeah, with the Big Ten. There's just been a lot of Kansas speculation, and that's it's not great when Kansas is the best free agent on the market. You know? That's like why they, there's not been any. Yeah, I mean, there's no one of great value. They would love, obviously, Notre to get Dame. any of those top ACC. Notre Dame, of course, they're they're always a wild card that's never going to do anything. But Georgia Tech, Virginia, and UNC, those are the three they wanted when Maryland joined. Those are the ones they still want. And the Big 12, it's just – it's like big lots. You know, you ever been to big lots? It's like kind of little you, – you find a little stuff. Oh, yeah, like, hey, I like those soft batch cookies or whatever, and I need a – whatever the hell it is, but it's not – there's no, like, premium stuff that you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's mostly I, junk. I mean, I Kansas think- basketball is a great brand, but their football is just what probably the worst – Power five football program in the country easily, right? I can't you can only take them if you get Notre Dame in conjunction with them. Yeah. That's I mean, I just – people people get very excited about the NCAA blowing up and everything going crazy. And, like, like the assumption that, like, more schools equals a better TV deal is just not true. There has to be a reason – for the Big Ten to want to expand. It's not just like, oh, no, the SEC is going to take all the good schools. Well, I mean, the SEC can't really take that many more schools without it just kind of being its own thing, right? Yeah, they can. Sure they can, but they're not taking Michigan and Ohio State. They're not. They're they, not a, they could take Clemson and Florida State for sure. Let them. What, what, I mean, what can we do? We can't do anything about that. So then no. they get they, – be, the idea is being number two to the SEC in football is okay. Like that's okay. I I agree. Like you don't take, you don't take like, you know, big 12 remnants just thinking like, Oh, well now we'll be able to keep up with the sec. You can't, it's done. It's over. You can't, you can't compete with them for number one, but being number two and being in the contiguous cons uh, in a contiguous, uh, you know, kind of geographical location and having the basketball component and being kind of like the academic. A-U-C-I-C. Right. That, they make they, they, I think they make more money from that than they do from football. Right. This is bigger than just the, football. Today. Yes. So that like, you know, adding huge. Kansas and Oklahoma State does nothing. It doesn't make your TV deal any better. It doesn't really expand your geographical footprint that much. Not any more than Oklahoma State. They're Nobody fucking add, lives there. They're not AAU, they're not adding them. Right. It's not how, you know, and this whole idea about like the Pac-10 and, you know, building some sort of like 30 you know, school conference shit show. Like, I just don't understand what that gets you that you don't already have. Being second to the SEC is not a problem unless in this scenario that's been presented to me by people who are way smarter than me, the SEC just breaks off by itself and says, screw everybody else. We don't need you. We're just playing by ourselves and we're going to crown our own champion, which sounds crazy, but you never know. That the would be way the landscape is changing. It'd be death I, for them because the rest of the country would stop watching almost. That would be SEC is a big brand though, the biggest. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not. I, I mean, wouldn't. Well, I think that would. I don't think that would be smart on their end. I don't. Either. Frankly, I mean, I you know because then it would probably remove them from the NCAA tournament. You know, hold. Oh God! Don't mm-hmm. don't say that. If all this stuff's changing and this and that. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. No, that's, that's where that. it ends. Just leave that for me. Leave that's how it ends. Thing. Yeah, don't do that. I would probably that's probably how I would end if, if the NCAA tournament broke down or went away. Because I mean, that's you know the, all this talk about the SEC becoming like its own you know kind of NFL minor league. Like it, that's 
that sounds all good until they're just like, all right, well, your schools don't get to play in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, you, yeah, can't, rep Delaney, you can't replace that. It's too early. Jim Delaney, you know, last year with COVID, how the Big Ten handled it, and now with realignment, Jim Delaney was a freaking – he's like the Elon Musk of college yeah, sports. He would have figured that out, guaranteed. And had he was, he was three steps ahead of everybody. Had it is a shame Warren, that he left. Kevin Warren, who's a rookie, coming in and trying to handle all this, you know, revolutionary, at least in terms of college sports, revolutionary stuff. It's, no, it's, yeah. it's tough. No, I agree. I, I, I'd feel a whole lot better about this if he was at the helm, you know. And, and if you're the Big Ten, I think it makes sense with those ACC schools, you know, and as always with Notre Dame, just to, you know, send them like a, an edible arrangement or something and be like, hey, guys, thinking of you, you know, just in case we're here, right? Because I think the only way this really gets messed up is if the ACC implodes, and you know the the Big Twelve implodes, and the Pac Ten does whatever the hell the Pac Ten's doing, um, all at the same time. I think just you know a couple schools doing this, that, and the other thing, it's just going to be business as usual. Like I don't know what other, I don't know what other. Just looking around right now, other than basically all the other good football schools making a break for the SEC, I don't see any other scenario that really makes big moves in the short term future. I just Clemson and Florida State, Clemson, Florida State would be shockwaves because as soon as that happens, then those ACC schools become open, legit possibilities for the Big Ten. Right. Yeah, I ACC, think the ACC's got to know one way or another. Their time is limited, right? Whether it's next year or five years from now. Uh, yeah, no, I think there's an argument there. I mean, I, I I would assume that if if say Clemson and Florida State bolted. Um, that's when the UNCs and UVAs of the world would have to decide, okay, are we happy just being a basketball conference like we yes. used to be? And maybe they are. Maybe they'd suck up, you know, the rest of the big biggie schools and just, you know, try and recreate that kind of thing. But if they're not, you know, that's when the Big Ten can just kind of wave to them and be like, hey, you know, you, you, fuck you, you, you're fine, you know, and and say, hey, we got a spot for you if you want it. Because those you know, a couple of those schools actually make sense in the way that none of the Big 12 schools really do. They're not going to. NC State, NC State ends up playing in like the 4A North Carolina high school publicly. And it'd be, be perfect. perfect. Unless perfect the SEC them. wants North, the state of North Carolina represented. If UNC goes to the Big 10 and the SEC wants to expand into Virginia, North Carolina, which still matters. Subscriptions matter now, too. But your state and the population of your state matters as well, then who do they take? They're not taking Wake. Are they taking Duke? Maybe. No. It's NC State. If they want to go to North Carolina, if they go to Virginia, they're taking Virginia Tech. See, I just, I, I don't think that the, because because we're, we're in an era where I think streaming is going to take over for major it cable TV. It, I, hasn't. it hasn't yet, but these guys are thinking 10, 15, 20 years down the line when they're making these TV deals. Right. So I don't know that the geographic argument is necessarily going to work. And I don't know if a UNC is going to want any part of the SEC because they they're pretentious little douchebags and they actually care yeah. about their reputation. They I don't, don't I don't you'll take over. Streaming is so damn confusing. I don't want to have to write like a, a Larry spreadsheet to figure out my watching plans for the week. Oh, that's on Hulu. This is net. You know, it's such a, 
I try. I'll make. I'll make one. But I mean, but I mean, even even ESPN Plus, right? I mean, I, I mean that that's where a lot of this is going. And you know, you say that now, but you know, ten years ago, I mean, I, it wasn't that long ago we didn't really have smartphones that did anything other than like check your email, right? So things can Te- change text pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago we had Blackberries. Remember those? Awful. Oh my god. We're so bad. Okay, last thing. We're we're going on for this for a long time. It's fun though. You guys know who my favorite school is for Big Ten? Uh, was it University of Toronto or something? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. What's the feel on them again? Makes all the sense in the world. AAU school. Talk about opening up another television market. The deals, the NHL and MLS. And Major League Baseball, and I think NBA does too, have with Canada are separate than the deals they have from the U.S. And if you really, if you need another school, you get McGill University, who is also an AAU school, plays football. They've won three Dunsmore Cups. They're very good football school up there in Canada. Three, three. The last is that is that is that the name of the trophy from basketball? I don't know. I don't remember the Densmore Cup. The Densmore Cup for hockey or something. What's the Densmore? No, no, it's football. They play in a different conference than Toronto does in Canada, but they've won three. The last they won two back to back around the same time Maryland won the basketball national titles. It's been a while, but still a good football program, and they're like one of the best universities in the world. But do they play? Do they play? Do they play on the on the big Canadian field? They play Canadian. Yeah, they play Canadian football. They play. Oh, that'd be all messed up. If they both left and came to American football, United States-style football at the same time, both AAU schools, both amazing, uh, both AAU, both bringing in markets, bringing in the Toronto market, the third biggest market in the entire, all of North America, fourth, New York, LA, Mexico City, Toronto, I think, and then Chicago. Travel would be like interesting. I want to see, see Nebraska complain about traveling to uh Canada. It's not that you far. Know, it would it wouldn't be farther to, for them to go to Toronto than it is to go to DC. Yeah, sure. Our flights about the same. It wouldn't be that far. Anyway, okay. All right. Not sure they'd be let into Canada. Uh so no one is. Well, one <laughs> yeah, person right. I thought one person's making fun of me for that. I'm telling you, University <laughs> of Toronto. Okay. Recruiting. Someone's asking. We had a couple of questions about recruiting. One, Jeff, what's going on with the lull and commits for football? Yeah, it's hard to really put your finger on exactly. Like, there's not one event that has occurred to make it happen. I mean, they've got 13 commits, so there's probably only like seven-ish spots left. So they're not rushing to take guys. The biggest, I would say, surprise has been Monsoor Delane, the defensive back from Spalding, who Maryland had all but – not even all but. He was committed, if we're being honest. Uh, now he's going to announce on Wednesday. It's really looking like Virginia Tech's made a big push. I think it'll still go on until signing day. Maryland still feels like they'll have a good shot with him. That one's been surprising, though. Not only did they have him pretty much committed, but they also have two of his teammates, Levain Scruggs and Kellen Wyatt, committed. So it's surprising. You know that that's a that's a surprising loss. Um, you know, otherwise. You're talking about it as if he's definitely committing to Virginia Tech. I think he's going to Virginia Tech. That's my guess. Um, 
you know, otherwise they're kind of being, they're being pretty selective. Like there's certain positions where they're done, like defensive line, this kid, Daniel Owens actually today put them in his top four. Uh, I think he's the number 19 ish player in Maryland, really good defensive lineman. I think they'll have a good shot with him. Otherwise they don't need defensive linemen. Like I said earlier, they took seven of them last year. You know, they're done at quarterback. They've taken two quarterbacks, AJ Swan and Jaden Saray. They didn't really want a running back. They went after one. Uh, who ended up Rome Brown, who ended up committing to Virginia Tech, so they're good there. So it's it's some offensive of it is, tackles. Yeah, that's where they're struggling. The offensive tackles, they just it's like uh, point guard and basketball, man. I don't understand it. They haven't been able to lock one up. It's really been uh, tough. You know, they really want Andre Roy from St. Francis. I think that'll come down to Maryland, Rutgers, and maybe Penn State if they have room. It's hard to say if they will. I feel like Penn State has 100 commits already this year. I don't know how. It's like every day you see a new commitment to Penn State. They must have a ton of room this year, and their class, obviously. People won't want to hear this, but their class is just insanely loaded. Um, Jay Sean Barham, one of the top linebackers in the country, top 100 player overall. He's been really quiet. I think that they're the leader for him, another St. Francis guy, but he's going to decide later in the process. Uh, Shalik Knotts is definitely a guy to watch. He's announcing on August 15th between Maryland, uh, Maryland, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Wide receiver from North Carolina. He's a top 100 player overall. I really like Maryland's chances there. I think they're in great shape. So he'll, assuming he commits, he'll immediately be their highest rated recruit in the class, which is huge. Give you that little, you know, injection of momentum. Uh, otherwise, you know, still on the tackles, the kid Grayson Morgan from Nashville. I don't, you know, they've wanted him for a long time. I don't, I don't feel great about their chances with him. So tackle, like Paul said, that's really, that's where most of the focus is right now. And uh, that's the one spot where they really haven't been able to lock guys down. The other questions we had, you've already answered, Jeff. One was about Mansour Delane, the other one about Shalik Knotts. I have two other offensive tackles written down here, Emil Wagner or Wagner, uh, probably Wagner, and then Andre Roy. Yeah, Roy's the guy I mentioned. I think he's going to wait a while. Um, you know, they would love to get him. And I think, they, I think if they get Andre Roy, they'll have a chance – maybe to flip his teammate Jude Bowery, who's the other tackle from St. Francis, who's committed to Boston College. If you get Roy, maybe you can get Bowery to flip. Wagner, I forgot to mention, he's another guy, you know, quietly they feel like they have a shot at, which is saying something considering he's a, you know, he's a blue chip guy from Ohio. I don't know if he has an Ohio State offer. I don't know if they're going to end up having room for him because they recruit at such an insanely high level that they can slow play a, a guy like that. Uh, he's going to commit. He's going to decide sometime in the next couple months, but not announce it until January at the All-American Bowl. He would be one of their highest-rated offensive line recruits in a long time if they get him. And I think they're they're in there. You know, they have a good puncher's chance at least. Uh, with okay. Them, so. 20-second answer for this last football question. Any OT JUCOs? Offensive tackle uh, JUCOs. So they're in contact with this kid, Wallace Anumba from Kilgore in Texas. They're waiting a little bit on him because you can. He doesn't really have other Power 5 offers, which he probably should. He looks pretty good, but uh, he's the only one that they're really involved with as far as I know right now. And the next question leads us into basketball, which is where we are going anyway. Recruiting and basketball. The first thing I want you to do, 
Well, they're, I'm going to ask you this question, but the first thing I want you to do is to tell me who should I write down? I was going through the board today. I was going through the 24-7 list of prospects and all that stuff, and I couldn't figure out who to write down as who the prospects were for Maryland. There are none. There are none. Welcome to to my day every day. (laughs) Who should I – I don't know who to ask you about. Cam Whitmore? Uh, No. He's the grand prize. Huh? He's the grand grand prize. prize. I mean, they were on – Kwame Evans? Kwame Evans is 2023. Oh, he's 23? Yeah, he's a a couple years off. I mean, I think they might – this is going to sound naive, but I think they might end up in it with him. Uh, but for this year, it's a yeah, it's a slim list. I think Turgeon's really taken to the portal. You know, he really likes the portal. He feels like if you can wait it out and get good. It, it worked out last year, the previous year. It didn't work. You know, I should say it worked out this year, we think, you know, based on Wahab and these other guys. did not work out last year. Um, now, I'm speaking for him. That might be wrong. He might not be leading, but. The list says that he's not, you know, the list hasn't expanded as much. So basically the guys are Cam Whitmore. He's the grand prize. They were on him way before anybody else uh, when he was nationally unknown. This summer, very predictably, he blew up to now where they're talking about him as a, maybe a five-star. I think it's Maryland versus North Carolina. He's going to visit Carolina in a few weeks. He's also saying visiting Illinois maybe even this weekend. Uh, then... Rowan, Rowan Brumbaugh, the point guard who grew up in D.C., seemed like he'd go to Georgetown, then they took another guard. Maryland's in it, but now Kansas is offered. He's blown up also. Long story short, this is the first time in a while there's not one guy I can point to and say, yeah, I think like there's a really good shot. That's not to say they won't get these guys. There's a good chance they'll get one of them, but there's not an individual guy who clearly is leaning toward Maryland. So the question was, when is it time to start worrying about the 2022 class? Paul already wrote into the chat that now is the time. Do you yeah. agree with that, Jeff? It's worry time? I would say if they don't get a commitment in the next month, it's worry time because it's not going to be a big class. It might only be three or four guys. You already know naturally you're going to take at least one from the portal. I mean, they took five guys from the portal this year. Five guys. That's you know almost half your team. Uh, so you know you're going to take at least one or two there. They don't have a lot of guys graduating. They only have three right now open scholarships. So if they don't get somebody locked up in the next month, you know, I would worry and assume that he's just planning on hitting the portal hard and maybe grabbing one or two high school guys in the spring. I mean, that's how this is going to go. That's how this is going to go. He's, he's, the portal is easier. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just the thing. Turge is an old school guy. Like he doesn't want, to have to kiss these kids' asses all the time. He doesn't want to have to drive down to open gyms and do all this stuff and go to camps and things like that. He's figured out that it's easier to get kids out of the portal than to recruit them out of high school. And I think that's showing. And I think, you know, that on top of, you know, coming into a couple of years of finally having some more good elite Baltimore prospects, we got rid of our best Baltimore recruiter. Um, and now there's basically a kid from Spalding who's going to uh, go to North Carolina. And then there's the kid from D.C. who wanted to go to Georgetown, but we can't even be his sloppy seconds. He's probably going to go to Kansas. And then we're going to be back here in like October with Jeff pulling out like, oh, well, they, they're talking to this guy and they're talking to this guy. And none of them are coming here. But I don't know. Maybe there's some 
bench warmer for Dematha, we can get to show up or St. Francis or wherever. There's one guy actually I forgot to mention, Chris Bunch, six eight, six seven, six eight kid from California. I've written about him on the site a couple of times lately. Uh, top fifty-ish player who they've got some pretty good uh, connections with, with with Bruce Shingler. The kid's dad is from uh, is from Maryland. Grew up with with Chris McRae and Kevin Durant. Who uh, they were like a you know those were like their, that was like their little wolf pack those guys. So there is a lot of interest. We are so old, man. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of interest in coming back east with him. I think he'll visit in the next uh, month. So he's a sleeper. He's a sleeper to watch. Okay. Bruce Shingler will be more than worth his uh, first-year contract if he's the guy to randomly pull out a California four-star. You know, like when was – I think Beckway was probably the last California recruit for Maryland, wasn't it? Have they gotten anybody? Who am I forgetting? Yeah. Beckway and Strawberry, right? Yeah, that's probably it. Kenny Beckway. All right. You guys, you will be happy to know that I spoke to Mr. Wheels. We got a non-res report. Oh, good. You yeah, ready? Paul. Here we go. This is Wheels with your non-revenue sports report. Starting off, the men's, well, the, uh, uh, and, and then, so the women... Well, they, uh, uh, and then, well, and that is your non-revenue sports report. (laughs) Well done. Well done, Mr. Wheels. That was the best one we've had yet. That's Paul's favorite by far. (laughs) With the exception that I could hear it this time, and I didn't get to just make fun of Larry the whole time. Yeah. Well, I remembered while while I was remembering to share my audio. So that's the problem. Because in the beginning of the show, I have to share video to do that intro. And then I always have to remember afterward to share audio to play that clip. And so I'm doing, as you know, I've got, you saw my screen, Paul. There's too many interfaces, man. There are always too many interfaces. And (laughs) so I forgot. Yeah. Spreadsheets. This time I remembered. No, I just, that first first time when we couldn't hear and we just made fun of you was way more fun than actually listening to the report. (laughs) So now we will end the show with a true or false. But before we do that, someone in the chat room gave a hypo and it's not a true or false it's an either or but i thought i'd give that too because it fits in well with this segment of the show and it was i won't say his name i don't know his board name he says you can only keep one turge or locks Who I'll let Paul take that. <laughs> my audio went out so I know you're laughing, but let me let me just throw this at you. Only, only one of them has had winning seasons in his career. Only one yep. of them has made the postseason. Yep. I know everyone else. And I'm taking the other one. He's Every never time. had a winning Every time. Season. I know. Every time. I, I, I mean, me too, but. Without thought. It's got to have some wins. You got to get some wins. Get some I agree. Wins. No, this is the year. If, if if we're sitting here, if we're sitting here. In... Stop, stop, stop. Because yeah. you're stepping on one of my. Oh, okay. Never mind. Stop. You're stepping. You, this. La, 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 right la, in there. La, la. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's actually one no, of that's the. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. True or false. What is that? I... <laughs> Chat room's funny. Anyway, okay. All right, true or false? Jeff, we'll start with you. 
Big Ten expansion would be good for Maryland? Uh, it's tough without knowing who would be joining the mix. Uh, yeah, I would say good because it's probably going to be end up being Kansas and Maryland still is a basketball school, you know, until it isn't. So you add Kansas, that's a hell of a boost for basketball. So I would say uh, true. And I mean, frankly, just diluting the football side would be better for Maryland. Yeah, and put them in put them in the uh, east. Yeah. No, they probably go west, and Purdue would probably anything to get them to shake up the divisions would be great. I I think they might do. I think it could happen before too long. Okay, Paul. Here we go. Mike Loxley needs to win at least six games this year, or there will start to be rumblings about his job security. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I, I, I do think it's important for them to get to six this year. And if it, it, you know, it kind of depends on what that four or five looks like. I mean, it could look really bad and it could be really bad, or it could be, you know, Maryland quarterback ACLs. And then we're all sitting here, you know, what do you do about that? So I, I, I can't, I would say false with, with explanation. I, I would say the start of rumblings, yes. I bet you there will be me- message board posters. And be well, there are message board posters who believe anything. I mean, there. I mean, I'm saying it'll grow. There'll be it'll be, a, a media, it'll, be a, it'll be talk in the media too. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think the beginnings of it. Yes, I think that would be amazingly short sighted and stupid to you know unless it's. Just, I agree. Unless it's just a total clusterfuck. It won't be. It won't be fire him hot seat. It'll be you have. You better win next year. Hot right. Seat. Yes. yes. Turge level okay. hot seat. How about okay. how about that? Jeff, this year's basketball big four will be better than last year's basketball big four, in part because they're in different positions. That alone. Big four meaning obviously Ayala, last Mahab and Scott. Yes. Compared to those guys, except with Wiggins. And Morsell. And Morsell. And Scott and Ayala supposedly are better versions of themselves this year. So then you've got Wahab and Russell instead of Morsell and Wiggins. But they're not all wing player, four wing players now. You've got an actual point guard and actual interior player. I think, yes. You know, that might be the buying into the hype answer. But you, you got a big man now, which, you know, he was ranked... Uh, I think it was CBS Sports ranked him the number three transfer in the whole portal. You're talking about like 2,000 transfers. So he's really good, potentially all-conference big man. Fast Russell is really good. People don't realize, you know, that guy put up real numbers at Rhode Island. And I think Dante Scott's going to be a star this year. I think Ayala showed improvement last year. You know, he needs to shoot consistently and play better defense. Scott looks like a star at times. So, So, you know. It's tough to say yes because Wiggins is now a guy who could be on an NBA roster, and Marcel was Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, but I would say I'll, I'll say true, yeah. So I should have been reading the chat rooms playing along here, which we love. We love that. So they said true for the first one that Big Ten expansion would be good for Maryland, and then they all said false that Loxley would not be on the start. I see. I said the start. I agree you wouldn't be on a full-blown hot seat. Yeah, I mean, that that could mean anything, really. I mean, it's it's kind of like like what, you know, we we were all mad at SVP because he takes, like, one dumbass message board post and then labels every internet guy with it. Like, like you can find an internet guy that says anything. 
And then for Big Four this year being better than last year's, only got one response on that, but True was in agreement with Jeff there. Okay, fourth one, Paul. Reese Udinsky will get playing time this year based on performance and strategic decisions, not injury, discipline, any of that other stuff. Nope. No way. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the hype. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know. I just don't buy it. I, I, I watched a couple of those VMI games. He looked good. Um, but that's just a significantly lower level of football. And he's coming off an ACL from like, you know, four months ago. Like I just, I don't buy it. I want it to be true. I want him. I'd love it if he pushes Talia and is good enough to do it, but I, I, I doubt it. One answer for that one as well. It's false. They are uh, twenty some seconds. Behind yeah, they're us. they're de- they're behind us, so we got delayed. You got a filibuster. Two falses, so they're they're in agreement with you. Okay, Jeff. Fifth, fifth one. Two and a half months without an IMS radio show is a very painful experience for you. <laughs> false. False. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I get to the end of the day, some of these days, I'm like, when we're doing the show, I love the show. I love you guys for doing it with me. Uh, but I can't lie, there's times, especially during this, like during the school year. Although this year I'll have one less kid to worry about. She's off to college in a week, so things will get less frantic. Sadly enough, um, in terms of kids, but uh, no, it's, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of time we've had a few little vacations and stuff it's been nice but yeah I'm, I'm ready to get back and hopefully like hopefully they give us a lot of good stuff to talk about this season I feel like I feel like there's real potential this year that this is the year where both basketball and football have a little breakout at least talent wise roster wise I feel like it's you know so I think we'll have a lot of good shows this year but no so false <laughs> Ch- chat room did catch up a little bit more on that that um the Reese Udinsky hypo, they all agree, false. One said he's only getting in Howard, and that's it. Uh, two people now he said, could re- he could theoretically redshirt, right? Like because he still well. has he still has a redshirt year, so four games. That would be great if if, if Talia blows up this year, and then you have Udinsky coming the next year. That's that's pretty solid if it works out that way. It's great. Maryland, so we'll see if it works out that way, but. Yeah, got some good responses on the last hypo. It was painful for everyone else, even if it wasn't for you, Jeff. So there, that's good. That's good for your site. Well, I'm ready for these live shows. That's where it's at. Oh man, I can't wait for live shows either. Last, last one. Speaking of live shows, Paul, the live on location IMS radio show on September 4th at your tailgate will be the best live show we've ever done. I think there's huge potential for that. Um. And and I say that as someone who counts that Austin show as one of the like top five moments of my lifetime. That was insane. That was we we never stopped talking about it. That's how insane. I don't like, know if we that ever. It was like a perfect influence <laughs> of events. Yeah, I mean, and part of that's going to be like it was like the first time we really pulled. You know, we did the loony stuff, and that was fun, but it wasn't like five hundred people in a club listening to it, us and it, participating like in the, the best, show. In one of the best party cities in america yeah yeah i mean that's that's gonna be it's gonna be hard to outdo but um if we get some of these guests man y'all don't y'all don't know (laughs) y'all don't know 
and and, and then they, that, that on top of the first football game where nobody's seen each other for a year and a half and you know there's gonna be plenty of plenty of liquid courage going around i feel like i feel like we could have a lot of fun doing this and new york if that happens which i think there's a good shot of that happening could be pretty Pretty crazy, too, especially since we're doing it the night before. So that means we finish the show and then we just hang out in New York City. Yeah. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Kind of fun. It's kind of fun place to hang out. Kind yeah, of fun. Jer Jerry just said uh, in the chat, you guys have to do shots at the show and make it better. Oh, <laughs> never, okay. never been one of our live shows. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to do, do that, you know. <laughs> the, the, the sacrifices that we yeah. make for the show are greater than you can ever imagine. Yeah. All Maybe right. we'll, have, we'll have another reason to do a push-up contest. We got to get... Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do another push-up. Who's going to do the push-up contest? No, not... Really. I don't know. Maybe Larry at his playing yeah. weight of 190 can can bang out some push-ups. I won't be 190 by then. I won't be 190 <laughs> by then. I'll still be 220, so it won't matter. Yeah. So Larry is now Larry the Lobster. That's a reference for my SpongeBob watching parents. Anybody with that? No. Missed that one. We were in we were Nick Jr. People will get it. Larry yeah. the Lobster is like this diesel dude on SpongeBob. I've I've watched probably more SpongeBob than any other. Your kids never got hooked on that? No, somehow we Andrew, avoided that one. Andrew oh, was better than most of the others. We watched anyway. a lot of Disney. He he had a crush on Selena Gomez. That's when when she was on Disney and Miley Man, Cyrus. That was probably really weird for Dad. <laughs> like, how old is she right now? Okay. Oh no! When she was on Disney, she was a little kid. Now okay. she's obviously you know twenty she's, something and very attractive. Yeah. No, Different. they were they were kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't as weird as weird for Dad. No, I hope not. Well, I he he's always embarrassed when I say that, so I bought him a Selena Gomez poster for Christmas <laughs> nice. for like a Christmas <laughs> present. And he was like, so it was great. It's so embarrassing. Anyway, all right, good show, guys. People are talking about the tailgates. That's good, and our events, and we're gonna make all of that known. In addition to Big Survivor, which the winner will get one year premium membership for Inside Maryland Sports. We're gonna post all of that on the message board. And I don't know. We may be going weekly at this point here now. It's still a little preseason. It's getting close. Maybe, sure, not, sure. maybe in a month. Maybe in a month we'll be going weekly. Not sure. But we'll let you know when we're going live again. It has been a pleasure, gentlemen. We'll see you guys next time.